1: The Reasonable Voices are advocates prioritizing education, preserving our history, leading by example for a peaceful and prosperous world, by evoking and embracing both creative artists and political unity as solutions to our challenges. Good afternoon. This is the Reasonable Voices News Talk Radio program, and I'm your host, Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice as most of us do our best to save each other while wearing a mask and keeping socially distant, probably most of us would agree that the last thing our family, friends, professions, and income needed was an attempted coup by one branch of government against another. And by extension, by the way, so we're clear, that's an attempted coup against us, we the people. As many of you know, my very dear Broadway film and television friend, Avery Summers, joins us with updates and opinions once a month. After Wednesday, January 6, 2021, provided us with an unexpected epiphany, I've asked Avery Summers to join us today, Monday, 11 January 2021. Welcome back, Avery, to our monthly conversation of professional updates and personal opinions. And so it is. How are you today?
0: I am doing well, uh, Marcello. I have a heavy heart today, and I am glad to have the opportunity to speak with you. We always seem to uh, work out a few of the world's problems together, and, uh, and to speak with you certainly uh, today helps me feel much better about life.
1: Well, I appreciate that, and, and generally our conversations are very upbeat. Most of you will recall from past shows that Avery's credits include The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, Matron Mama Morton in Chicago, Platinum, original Broadway production, 1978, and Ain't Misbehavin', and of course, working on television with the late, great Bert Reynolds. You may also recall my friend Avery Summers is an African-American female, senior citizen, living in South Florida. Avery, let's take it from there, then. Mm Mm-hmm. I only lived in West Palm Beach for about five years. I just left, so to put real perspective on it, come to think of it, I left in 2000, just when Florida, right around the corner from me, was going crazy uh, fighting over who won the uh, Gore-G.W. Bush presidential race. So there's some context for you. Yes. But here you are with a governor Uh like Ron DeSantis, one of those who believed COVID was a hoax. And how is he impacting, or is he impacting, the slow rollout of the vaccine that Americans are experiencing all over? It's not just Florida, but in Florida it's particularly dangerous because, you know, seniors need this more than most and South Florida is heavily populated by seniors. Well, how is your government down there as opposed to the national government doing uh, for seniors and for you in particular?
0: Well, that's a very good question, and thank you for asking that. Um, I spoke with a friend earlier this morning who is in her mid to late 70s now, and she said that she made an appointment to get uh, the vaccine, and she did not know when she would hear back. She did not know which one she would get, but she was just very glad to have the opportunity to make an appointment to uh, to do it uh, she did say that there are several churches, and I know that the ones that she brought up are African-American churches, uh, that several of them had already laid out vaccines, and many of her friends who are her age or older mm. have gotten the vaccine. She's very happy that she's going to get it because she feels that uh, it's, it's at least going to give her an opportunity to to maybe start to go out and feel a little bit better about what's going on in the world mm. uh, here. Uh, you know, as you said, South Florida. It, it, this is the the, uh, the mature adult capital. I'll put it that <laughs> yes. way, kind of, uh, a way to put it. <laughs> um, uh, but I, I live now in a place called Century Village, which is one of the over fifty five communities around here. It's gorgeous. It's well equipped with all sorts of things for elder citizens and I've not seen anyone here break their stride so to speak Mm -hmm. about going out with their masks going for their daily walks. Uh, people go to the pool they play shuffleboard they do the things that they love to do and have done for many years in this particular community so I must say that I am not around a lot of people, but I still see people very conscientious, Marcello, they Mm -hmm. wear masks, you know, and and I believe they do their, you know, their own hand washing and distancing and things like that. So I'm hoping that uh, we have a handle on it here. I do know that one of the large Grocery stores here called Publix yes. announced, uh, I believe, a day or so ago mm-hmm. that uh, the vaccine was going to be available there. So hopefully that's something that uh, I've seen recently that uh, Governor DeSantis has had a lot of um, talks with different people in different areas of South Florida. He doesn't come to our area very much. He's almost always in the northwest mm-hmm. uh, west. Of Florida or Mm -hmm. mid Florida but Mm he
1: doesn't come down this way very often yes I saw that on the news this morning that Publix is indeed jumping in and uh, and that evidently it's giving uh, vaccines in some locations already because the mature adults as you say are praising it because the public seems to be a lot more efficient than the government I know that Governor DeSantis has been under some pressure, even by the Florida legislature. I think he's being forced to give responsible adult responses to this. He can't just throw out, it's a hoax anymore.
0: Correct. No, he cannot. Also here, I believe as just about everywhere in the country, we have a lot of students who are doing virtual learning, and I have a very dear friend who is a teacher, and he is just pretty much run ragged between mm. trying to teach in in person as well as virtually, and uh, he's just completely frustrated with how things are being handled with the students, and of course now the parents are not pushing their kids anymore like they did at the beginning of the school year to learn virtually. The children are sort of on their own. Parents are not wrangling their kids to learn anymore. It's Mm. it's extremely frustrating. So they need to make some decisions. When I say they, I mean the governor and the teachers union need to come to some sort of an agreement that's going to be for the betterment of everyone, and that that means the children and parents so that they can have Something because the children have lost a year now yes. of uh, in school yes. learning, yeah. and though I am not a teacher, I come from a, a family of teachers, and they and everybody would say that children fare well and they fare better when they're in school, mm-hmm. you know. So this this vaccine needs to really make some headway. This governor needs to make some headway and make some concrete decisions about what's going on. If it's state by state, then let's just get on with it and yes. do something constructive for these children.
1: I'm glad you mentioned that phrase, state by state, because that's another issue. Will we have a more, a, a better, more efficient national program with uh, Biden, do you think?
0: Well, I certainly hope so. I'm waiting, of course, as everyone else is, to mm. find out what the first 100 days will be about. Uh, the things that he has spoken about. I, I certainly am willing and ready to embrace. Mm. I my concern quite honestly with these different vaccines is I think we may have even briefly touched on it before. Vaccines in my in my memory mm-hmm. of them take a long time to become efficient and to get to the market to the general public, mm-hmm. such as what I would consider myself as being And so I'm concerned about that. And then I'm concerned about the ones that need to be taken twice and and who's doing what and why are there so many different companies and and so many different ways of taking it and doing it. It, It's confusing. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's where parents and maybe grandparents are becoming reticent about taking it. I haven't heard a lot of people say that they are going to take this vaccine, Mm -hmm. not the people in my group. Yes. Nobody in my group is willing to take it yet, Marcello, nobody.
1: And there's a history behind that, which makes that statement quite understandable. Uh, I'm constantly aware that I'm still learning history that I thought I knew, they didn't teach all of it, you know, when I was in school, Mm -hmm. and there are Mm -hmm. things that have happened that makes certain people reticent Uh, certainly that's why i threw in generational and certainly racial Mm -hmm. questions about how things Mm -hmm. are being affected because it's not just florida where you live it's it's everywhere but Mm -hmm. um there's so much that has to be corrected so many impressions so many bad mistakes that have to be okay we did that but we don't do that anymore before people are going to and they're going to have to see action not just words before they're going to be comfortable, mm-hmm. is what happened at mm-hmm. uh, at the Capitol on on Wednesday, January sixth, causing or reflecting any increase in racial, gender, or generational divides in South Florida, or maybe maybe what I'm trying to say is, how, in your opinion, has the the Trump presidency has it increased or given permission to express racial prejudice or Gender prejudice, or or age, you know, generational prejudice of any kind in South Florida has there been increase of that?
0: I have not seen any of that, and and I must say that I'm sort of there's this little phrase now going around. Everybody's in their own bubble, which yes. I'm not really crazy about that phrase, but I am in my own bubble. And the people that I interact with on a daily basis or weekly basis are the same people that I've been interacting with all of last year. So I don't see it. I haven't felt it personally. No one's been particularly unpleasant or anything. I go just a very few places, actually, to the grocery store and the pharmacy and, you know, here in my my new community, everybody here, as I said, uh, this is an over 55 community. These people are in their own bubble also, and everybody's very pleasant, very sweet. We wave, hello, how are you, as they go walking past or as I'm walking past uh, and I get out and I do my exercises and things like that. I have not been faced with any of that now. I live in West Palm Beach which is north of Miami yes. uh, as you know. Yes. Miami then is another life style and type. Yes. So I you I can't speak to that but I don't imagine it's as calm and peaceful. Yes. I must say that.
1: Yes. You I haven't
0: heard anything on the news or any of that but um just in my daily interaction with people I would believe that because Miami is bigger and more international down there mm-hmm. than here, that people may be experiencing a lot of different kinds of feelings.
1: Yes. We've spoken of that before. We both had that experience uh, in the times that, uh, even though we lived in Florida at different times. And also, we should mention that West Palm Beach, where we, where you live and where I have lived, is just across a short bridge to Palm Beach, Florida. That has announced to uh, soon to be former president, Trump, that they don't want him to come live there, Mar-a-Lago. What do you think of that? Uh, that that, uh, that surprised me, actually, but what do you think?
0: Well, yes, it is a surprise, I, and, and that same friend that I talked with earlier this morning reminded me that Palm Beach still has a curfew. Now, their curfew was in place earlier last year when uh, the uh, virus first hit, and it was to... Be sure that the people would go home and stay away and not because the island is quite small actually it's, it's yes. quite small from across from West Palm Beach as you remember and so uh, a lot of workers though quote-unquote workers uh-huh. uh, who live in West Palm Beach have to go across that bridge and so they cut everybody off at 3 o'clock in the afternoon to, in, to be sure that yes 3 o'clock in the afternoon everybody had to vacate the island and only people who where residents there could be there. It was quite intense. Now, from what I understand, in the last few weeks, there have been petitions of all sorts to keep the president and his family from occupying Mar-a-Lago. They don't want him here. I do not know the reason. But also for the New Year's Eve, going into New Year's, there was a huge party that the president had sanctioned and officially did not attend because of whatever was being planned for this past Wednesday. This is what I'm hearing, but they wanted to cite that place as a nightclub. And as that, they were not supposed to have that many people who had planned to be there. Like 500 people Mm. were going to be there. And no social distancing could be done, no mask wearing, just a lot of music and, you know, people dancing and, and talking in each other's faces. So I don't know what the upshot of that was. That was last week. And then, of course, we had all of the things that happened in Washington.
1: Yes. That's interesting. I hadn't quite thought about that. I, I guess I was thinking strictly politically, but the fact that COVID is not a hoax and you're in a large crowd, and of course the people living around there don't want to be exposed by party goers coming out. It all makes sense now. I'm so glad I talked to you because, it, you know, if you talk with other people, which is the whole thing that Americans need to do now, if you need to talk and listen to other people
0: Mm -hmm. you find
1: out there's a lot Mm -hmm. that not only a lot you don't Mm -hmm. know but even what you know gets nuanced it gets uh, you know it gets Mm -hmm. enhanced it gets embellished and uh, so healthy Mm -hmm. in one way that's another conversation but it really is this one too i wonder though we've been talking about parties and everything else and social distancing but south florida is famous for spring break for college students isn't it i mean the point is The Kravis Center, it seems to me, from all that you told us about your recent December performances there, the Kravis Center did a lot more to protect people from COVID and everything else that's happening with COVID than the parties of of college students. And and so I'm just wondering, personally and professionally, and you've spoken a lot about where you live and personally, but what about as a cabaret performer? Do you get confronted with that uh, kind of those choices or those situations?
0: That's a very interesting question also. Uh, I tell you honestly, and and I will go back just a bit to December 19th and 20th when I did my two shows. It was just absolutely phenomenal. Every single thing that anyone could think of concerning the CDC guidelines had been handled. Usually in the spring around March and and, and going into mid-April is when we see an influx of students coming here for spring break. I don't know what is being planned. I have a feeling they're going to quote unquote cancel spring break this year Mm. because that's where the fear comes in and did come in last year when COVID came to our shores and people were not distancing and they kept saying it was the young adults, the young teenagers who didn't care. They didn't wear masks. They didn't want to be bothered. They didn't want to know and but they also have found out, and it is the truth that after every large gathering, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, then COVID spreads again, and it spreads yes. out into the communities where these people take it back out into their communities because yes. that's where uh, it, it it finally sort of germinates by seven days 14 days which is why it was originally 14 days of quarantine yes so i don't know yet i have not heard Marcello, what will happen as far as spring break but um, i am still getting calls to do shows small shows not certainly the big big shows that i've done before
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and i don't know that i would want to But I've got two dates on the books now to do shows, one in mid-February and one on Mother's Day. Hmm. Uh, And then I've been called about another one, and I'm doing a big audition. So I don't know that uh, people are as frightened now about staying in. I think they take their their precautions with them
2: now. People
0: wear the mask. They take hand sanitizers with them. And I've seen people still wearing gloves. So I, I believe now the, the initial fear, the run the rampant fear of don't even go outside, there's a little bit of a relaxation on that, and then just being smart. Let's just be smart yes. and do what, what is required. But be smart, and let's not be stupid and do things that you know are going to cause an issue.
1: All right. I think with that wise advice, we will take a break. We are talking with and listening to my good friend Avery Summers. There's a lot going on. All of us are affected by it. And we will be right back in just a couple of moments. Please stay with us. This is Marcello Rolando and Avery Summers, two reasonable voices. We'll be right back. And now, Broadway's Avery Summers. To Welcome back to the Reasonable Voices News Talk Radio Program. I'm your host, Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice, and my guest today is my good friend, Avery Summers. Generally, we have the great pleasure of talking to her about her ongoing showbiz career, which is always exciting to hear about both past, present, and future from Avery. Today, it's a a little heavier subject because we are talking about a lot of things going on both in West Palm Beach and in the state of Florida, and of course, reflected also throughout the nation. It's not like these problems are new, except for COVID, of course, but they certainly seem to be feeling comfortable with expressing negativity and violence in public. So With that, I I do want to say a lot of media pundits have been uh, stressing the difference between the police reaction seen for the Trump's Bible photo op, we all remember that, and reminder that, like, I think it's 261 people or so were arrested that day, the peaceful demonstrators, by the way. uh, I'm not by any means, anyone, all you need to do is look at the video, no one should be criticizing of what the Capitol Police went through, but there are investigations that maybe not all of the Capitol Police knew where their loyalties should lie. That being said, Avery, what do you think about this back and forth about, or did it even occur to you until the pundits talked about it, with the difference between the police reaction to Trump's Bible photo op and the police reaction to the riot, the uh, attack on the U.S. Capitol the other day? What are your thoughts?
0: It certainly did occur to me that this all seemed a bit put up, quote unquote. Uh, it, it was just too simple and too easy for the rioters to infiltrate the capital. I know that they, that those people, must have been frightened to have been overtaken by thousands of people. With from now we understand they had zip ties, they had guns and rifles and all sorts of things with them to cause harm yes they came there to cause harm this was not peaceful in any stretch of the imagination there was no way for the public to see that people were being kept away where were the people who were supposed to do their job like they did with Black Lives Matter where they were standing on the Capitol steps or where they were standing there days ahead of time. Where were those people? Mm. Where were the people who were supposed to quote unquote keep everybody safe? And and how about hiding behind plexiglass and bulletproof glass to make a speech to incite people to riot and then getting in your car and driving in the opposite direction yes. and sitting in the White House and and being gleeful about what you watch on TV. How about that?
1: Absolutely. I agree. You know, that he actually said, I'll go with you, I'll be there with you, and then as you say, got in his car and drove in the other direction and partied. But I will say we are learning things. There are investigations going on. We do have video of a couple of uniformed police, allegedly, seemingly, opening the gates and and letting the rioters come in. But there are also many videos where, of course, uh, like the single guy in a uniform ran upstairs, taunted them so he could get them away from the house and uh, run into the arms of waiting the few numbers that were there. But I think the biggest problem, besides Donald Trump and the people who committed the violence, the biggest problem was a crisis in leadership. The guys that were there were doing the best they could, as you say, against overwhelming odds, and some very professional military types there, not just, you know, people angry. This was was organized, this was put together, and there were people there who knew how to kill. Okay, but also people are telling us that they tried, including the the governor of Maryland, as well as the governor of Virginia, tried to get uh, the Pentagon Or someone to respond the mayor of DC same thing tried to get Mm -hmm. and they kept being ignored phone calls weren't answered weren't returned and this went on for hours Mm -hmm. somebody decided no we're going to let this play out and one day we're going to know who that is that's correct Florida does have at least one connection by the way with what happened at the US Capitol the man with the who wore the horns on his head his name was Adam Johnson. He's been arrested. I just wonder if there was a popularity contest at the moment with who would win it, Adam Johnson or Nancy Pelosi. And I know that sounds a little trivializing, but you can take that for what it's worth and, and run with it.
0: I think people are pretty, uh, I, well, this is just from my perspective. I'm getting a bit fed up with everyone taking everything in their own hands mm. now and for as little as has been done for my people in this country there is a lot to be said for having come to this country or been brought to this country and the kinds of things that we can expect as mm. a way of being treated mm. and we are uh, you know lights have been shown in every corner now of this country mm-hmm. and we can see the darkness we can see the issues and the and the and where the answers could lie but i think nancy pelosi would probably win a popularity contest mm-hmm. to get back to your original question because i think you know especially after this past week of looking at all of that ugliness people are beginning to need and want some You know, something calming and peaceful
1: to happen. And civil would be great, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You know what I mean? I, I wonder, though, because again, one of the reasons I invite you is, but of course your race, because it brings with it a historical perspective that we need to hear. All of us need to hear it. And I say that because, not just because I'm a liberal Democrat, I say that because I taught school, especially as a substitute teacher, for years. And I thought I was teaching history, and I wasn't. I was teaching half of it. I grew up learning it in school as a student, as a kid, that that was the history, I thought, of America. And we, we don't win when we only see a piece of the story. We need to know everything. We need to learn everything that's happened to us, and then we won't be so shocked when things like uh, what happened at the Capitol happened. We'll be ready but certainly we know about oh, George God. Floyd, we know about Breonna Taylor, we know that there'd be Taylor. no charges for the police involved in Breonna Taylor's death. Uh, talk to us about, uh, as I I believe you were heading to, from what you were saying, you, your your ancestors were brought to this country against their will, and then they were told they were free, and then there was the big compromise, and then Jim Crow, and the fight over the Confederate statues, I mean, it's it, it, there's no way has the African American experience gone away. I mean, things have gotten better slowly but surely, but they certainly have not disappeared. Talk to us from your point of view, and I will be quiet and listen with all of us, please. Well,
0: that's uh, a loaded question. <laughs> loaded in that there is so much to say, but this past year really brought home a lot of the injustice and the lies and the misinformation that has been passed around in this country as education. There's so much that needs to be done, needs to be said, and uh, George Floyd and Breonna Taylor are just two of the faces Mm. that we in this country recognize now. There have been years, 400 and some odd years of this kind of mistreatment, these kinds of lies and uh, that has been kept away from the public. So much has happened, so many people died, so many people have been cruelly dismembered and lost to families who never saw their loved ones again and I can only hearken back to The very first Africans who were brought here and put on an auction block and checked out from feet to top of their head as they would have done to a piece of cattle and and to, in my own imagination, see a mother standing there as her child is dragged away from her and she will never see that child again. She doesn't know to this very day if she ever lived. To be past twenty or thirty years old, what happened to her children? And it just breaks my heart, and it makes me angry at the same time that we're still dealing with this kind of injustice in this country when it's so prevalent and it's so loud. And 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 the kinds of things that happened just this past week are uh, is, is we love you, we we thank you, are wonderful people, and mm. yet they tore up this country in a day. They tore it up to something that African-Americans have never done, Mm. ever, ever done. And, but they've been patted on the back and maybe slapped on the wrist. And that's all. When my people have been hanging from trees, even this last year, Mm. people were hanging from trees, African-American men shot in the back over and over and over in front of their children. Yes. It, It makes me angry. I'm sorry. It makes me angry.
1: What do you see, Avery? Is there any any hope that the reaction, if nothing else, the reaction to what just happened at the Capitol, the reaction that pundits and many are in the news media shining a light on, the the contrast between being there on the street, being tear-gassed, and being allowed to just walk into an institution of the American government. So there's, that's never going to be erased because no matter what you feel politically, racially, or otherwise, those two photo moments are burned in our memory as two distinctly different ways of responding to a situation. And you said something, by the way, that I, I do want to repeat. Because even though I know this, it's like one of those things I say when, when Avery and I talk, if you listen to people, no matter how much you know, they're going to say something that even though you know it, it never occurred to you to think about it. And what Avery said was, look what all of, and I'm paraphrasing of course, all those people did to try and tear down America and this institution. And she said, and African Americans have never done anything like that." Think about that. I never thought about it. I never thought about it. But Avery, make me think about that. We need to think about that. For all of this hate and Jim Crow and everything that's still happening, African Americans have never behaved like that toward their government. Okay, Avery, what do you think? What about the future? What are your hopes?
0: Well, my hopes are. are grand in scale, and I do, when I talk about these kinds of things, I think in terms of coloring a picture, and I like to color the outside first and then go within and try to make those uh, photos or those pictures or those ideas come to life bit by bit. And I know that there are no bad, quote unquote, bad people everywhere in every race there are not, the whole race is not bad. Mm. The whole creed, color, not everybody is bad. There are good people everywhere. And it came to mind when you were talking about that just in this past week, so much has happened. And I don't know who it was that said this, but he said, people have been saying, oh my gosh, this is not who we are. Mm. And he said, excuse me. This is exactly who we are. Hmm. Have you forgotten that these kinds of things have happened over the years, over generations, over hundreds of years, that these kinds of things are who we are? Let's not pretend that this is not who we are. I'm hoping, and I can only see, as I said earlier in my little bubble, to continue to do the kinds of things that I do. I perform, I sing, I direct, as you know, and so do you. Marcello, and we, we try to bring beauty to wherever it is that we find ourselves, and that's what I want. I do think that there are a lot of people who are hurting, not just African Americans. I'm talking about people across the board yes. who have maybe examined themselves and, and can actually see and feel the injustice that's going on in our country, and people are beginning to to say, Let us wake up and not make this something that will go into another generation of people. We need to stop. We need to wake up. We need to see that just saying good morning to each other with a smile can make a difference in the course of a
1: day. Oh, oh, yes. Absolutely. And not only to the person who receives the smile, but the person who gives it, too.
0: That's correct.
1: The truth is Mm -hmm. millions of people voted for Donald Trump and only a fraction of them are like the people who did what they did Wednesday. 44 presidents have not been perfect human beings, but only one mm-hmm. of the 45 presidents we've had has been like this. So don't paint everyone with the same brush, whether it's a person in uniform or the color of skin or a religious point of view or whatever it is.
0: Something that, that came uh, to my attention the other day, and, and it made me stop in my tracks. The person said, now this president will be like Benedict Arnold. He will be right up there with Benedict Arnold. And I swallowed hard, mm-hmm. because th- that had never occurred to me. But it is now a fact. And it, it, it's heartbreaking. Yes, it's just heartbreaking. So, I, I think that uh, we, as a people, and I mean all of us, the human race of people, except for a small percentage, as you say, are are decent, human beings. We want to live our lives and just take care of ourselves and our families, extended families. We want, you know, the sun to shine. We love beauty, and we want to continue that for our country, and we need for our country to sit up straight now. It's been leaning and it was almost broken, but it's not broken because we have still very good people in this country and we must look for that. We must look for that.
1: In each other. So one high note.
0: I do have an audition coming up uh, towards the end of February for a, a, what I will call a slice of life movie. And it's a, it's a true story. Hopefully soon I, I will be at liberty to speak about it, but I'm I'm very excited to, uh, to have the opportunity to audition, and this will be the first audition of this year for me. We're working now on the Lincoln and Parks uh, piece that I told you about, so yes. we've, we are back in production with that. We've got our date set for that, and we're moving ahead with it, so I'm very, very excited
1: about that. And you are directing that, and right now it's in rehearsal, yes? That's correct, Yeah. Yes. Excellent. Yes. All right. Well, uh, the arts will save us all, and as long as we try to save yeah. each other. <laughs> okay, Avery, uh-huh. I guess we do have to run. We've been talking with Avery Summers, my good friend, Broadway and television with Bert Reynolds and others, and film, and we share a lot in the way of show business, but we also share a love of this country and realize there are others who don't look like, think like, or feel like us, who also love this country who are willing to protect, mm-hmm. preserve, and defend without violence. How's that? Okay. That's correct. All right. Avery yes. Summers, thank you so much for being on the show. We wish you all the best, and and looking forward already to talking to you next month, okay?
0: Oh, Thank you so much, very, very much. And everybody, just continue to take care of yourselves. God bless. And uh, so it is.
1: And so it is. And now, my friend, Broadway's Avery Summers.
2: All the way
1: i Marcello Rolando, The Reasonable Voice, thanking you for joining us and becoming one of the reasonable voices heard around the world. Capital Occupation, Attempted Coup, and Inaugural Rehearsal When our Capitol building was torched by foreign invaders in 1814, it's unlikely Dolly Madison alone hoisted Washington's portrait on her back our iconic first president in oils, was probably saved on the backs of slaves, who our 2021 capital domestic terrorists believe should have, by example for their descendants, been thankful for a great white father who, driving through struggling Chicago, insisted only black people could live that way. America now has three days that will live in infamy seven december nineteen forty one eleven september two thousand one and six january twenty twenty one and like douglas high school in twenty eighteen las vegas in twenty seventeen pulse nightclub in twenty sixteen and sandy hook in twenty twelve convincing ourselves that any day of infamy is the product of a single event one sensational news cycle or could be mastered by a desperate individual villain we delude ourselves when we ensconce denial into self-programming falsehoods we morph our lives into a tragedy in which democratic values are acquitted only for the selected and elected few when we raise our right arms in salute chant whatever and whenever is dictated hand over our nation's nuclear codes to court gestures as a crowning gift to be shared with comrades in the oval office all while half of us worship the ill-prepared recipient with the weight of seventy four million two hundred twenty two thousand nine hundred fifty eight votes indeed one person does make a difference and professing wir wussten nicht, is neither acceptable nor original must we be dying in an overwhelmed hospital before capable of recognizing the difference between what is and is not a hoax must we be attacked at the office like wild life helpless against the onslaught of ravenous hunters looking to indiscriminately mount heads of friends and foes alike before conservative enablers and hypocrites become superficially contrite must reminders of our systemic, sullied, sacred honor by McCarthyism, a torturing VP's one-percent doctrine, caged brown children, and overpacked meatpacking meat-packing plants profiting off poorly protected paupers, essential to raw meat profits, before we can recognize the cowardice of bullies, self-destruction of electing opportunists, and the vulnerability of closed minds must we repeatedly elect state and federal legislatures that look the other way basking in corporate cash flow increasing gerrymandering trump family stealing from taxpayers then denying adequate return of taxes paid to survive our covid pandemic what will help us reject those who find color gender and sex grounds for dispensable branding, akin to our peculiar institution of that old-time religion, replacing owning humans as property with shooting them who forget their place. After all, 2021 Raiders of the People's House of Business did carve out the attention of a media overlooking the street's cash flow to corporate-rented club members, Swamp swapping checks and balances on presidents declaring war for pack checks and personal offshore bank balances, allowing corporatism's haters of government, of, by, and for the people, to award Trump marauders with objections to certifying a new president's 81,283,098 votes. Don Americans who scoff at the Mueller report share old glory's good trouble history with FaceTime for stars and bars emulation imitation and denying climate change deserve our peaceful liberty definition update. Well, here it is: sedition insurrection, and violence will not be allowed, despite our definitely spotty, distressingly inconsistent, yet enduring effort to honor past and present sacrifices, to preserve, protect, and defend our Franklin challenge, to keep our democratic republic despite all enemies, foreign and domestic still again the lesson has been violently revisited but will never be learned until we embrace and internalize these truths to be self-evident one it is the puppets like ted cruz john hawley and kevin mccarthy seeding chaos for financial puppeteers against government the natural extreme of reagan's government is the problem whose branding iron burns in us follow the money Two even a seemingly all-powerful antichrist needs to cull from the reasonable programmed pawns knights who would be king and rooks rooting for our ruin Three yet it is not the pied piper of self-aggrandizement and his easily freed to rise again armed with secret hates envy and need for supremacy that are the greatest threat to equality and justice for all it is our friends family and ourselves whose votes squeeze freedom into an electoral container just for the few In January 2021, at least two foreign flags were carried into our Capitol building, intended to be planted into the heart and soul of our union. The responsibility goes beyond Donald Trump's inciting violence, his administration's incompetence, and family greed. They merely exposed and elevated to new lows the oblivious disinformation welcomed by millions of Americans. Listen. There is nothing religious, patriotic, or moral about being loyal to those lacking the character of human decency. Indeed, those whose loyalty blind them to the erosion of our civility, distortion of reason, and inequality of our exceptionalism, cast themselves as fodder for demography, deceit, and moral decay. Thank you, and join us. Become one of the reasonable voices heard round the world.